the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Money in the bank. Rates rate, rate are good. Pretty exciting. You know why? Right. Free money. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. We're with Merlin Meinertz, a family law attorney. M-E-I-N-E-R-T-S law.com. Nice job. Got it. Nailed it. it. Four segment nailed it. Nailed it. All right, <laughs> Kelvin, you had a question before. I want to. I want to talk about kids. Uh, but all that. Yeah, we at the end of the second segment, we were talking about uh, just kind of debunk the thought that everybody has to lawyer up when you go into divorce, and that they take all the money, they look at your assets, they look at income, and that's that's how they determine their fees and all the all this stuff that sits out there. Just address it. Head, you know, just address the elephant in the room. Yep. Sure. So, And by the way, 40% of my practice is alternative dispute resolution. So I do a lot of mediation. I do a lot of early neutral evaluation, moderated settlement conferences where I'm working as a neutral. Okay. So I, I have that background and that, that uh, inclination to begin with. So can, and by you the work, way, so can you work with both parties in a divorce or not? Or is that not so, wise? So, he, so here's the ethical guideline. Okay. One person cannot provide legal advice to two people simultaneously, kind of like the dual relationship mm-hmm. in real estate. I can't know husband's goals and objectives and bargaining positions and then know wife's similar information and try to effectively represent both people simultaneously. It's an absolute ethical quagmire. Uh, so that's prohibited, at least under the rules as it relates to lawyers. So I, I think that the, the fear factor relating engaging in a lawyer is uh, ill-founded only because most all of the mediations I handle involve people coming in with lawyers who are there to equip them and give them their advice as to their best circumstance, something a neutral can't do. You can go see a mediator, but that mediator should be ethically bound and prohibited from attempting to give advice to anybody. There are some mediators who function out there who aren't lawyers, so they certainly can't dispose of legal advice uh, in that circumstance either. So the value added is is having uh, that information that's particularly designed to your circumstance that helps you make the best decision for you. And I would say that the other misnomer is that uh, most lawyers I know, most all lawyers I know with very few exceptions, are not litigious in nature. They're collaborative. They believe in the alternative dispute resolution process. And, you know, things have morphed over the years since I began practicing 30 years ago when, you know, the model was the bulldog attorney. Let's mm-hmm. let's yep. go. Let's go get them. And it's really more well-designed now to be collaborative in nature. Let's work together to fix the, the puzzle as opposed to creating more complication. Especially when there's kids involved. Because the, Even more so. the attitudes that, that result from that battlefield, you know, mm-hmm. will last for decades. For and, sure. And uh, spills over. Let's talk about that. When uh, How about there's fewer divorce or fewer marriages now than there ever has been. 
because people are just cohabitating and, you know, they're having kids, they're buying real estate and all that stuff, but they separate too. They split up too. How is that handled? And do you get involved in that at no, all? Most, most certainly. Well, as to the the parenting part of the puzzle, that's a little more complicated because under Minnesota law, until paternity is adjudicated and until there is an order, biological mom has sole legal, sole physical custody, and father doesn't have any rights to that child. E- even if they're on the birth certificate? Even if they're on the birth certificate until or unless they bring a motion to establish custody and parenting time. So they're quite literally hanging out there. These these uh, paternity situations are happening with great frequency, and the most troubling ones are people who don't even know each other, right? They hook up at some event, and voila, we have a child. Mm-hmm. We don't know each other, but now we're going to spend the next 18 years of our lives, and in fact, probably a lifetime having to have this co-relationship involving a child. So if I have no rights, then does that mean I don't have to pay child support? Well, interestingly enough, uh, if the other party were to apply for child support, they'd be awarded child support. Interesting thing about child support, it's based not just upon your gross monthly income, but upon what's called a parenting expense adjustment the number of overnights that you spend with a child per year. Okay. So if the child support is going to be established but there's no parenting time order, technically that father gets zero for a parenting expense adjustment because there's no recognized court-ordered parenting time. So then that amount would be higher than would lower. Would be higher than necessary. So is that right? different in a, in a married situation? So you... No. The same guidelines apply that child support is based on gross incomes, and your percentage of I mean the paternity s- situation. Oh, no. If you are married, you are presumed to be the father. Okay. That that is rebuttably presumed irrebuttably presumed that you're the father if you're married when a child is born. Let's talk about kids that are that are Do you have hold on. Do you have questions to follow up on? Yeah, that? just my question yeah. then you you'd said that the mother has a hundred percent sole custody of that child. You were referring to situations where people are not married. Paternity Correct. cases, okay. right. Got it. What about kids who are who are uh, over eighteen? Well, they're emancipated adults. They're not even under the jurisdiction of the. So court. they don't even come into. So we don't have an obligation to put them through college or to pay their insurance or to take care of them. They're still living they're in the cell house. Cell phone bill. Their cell phone. Yeah, all that stuff. All that stuff. Your, your your technical obligation for child support lasts until emancipation, which most typically is graduation from high school. It can continue up to age 20 if that person's still in high school, mm-hmm. if for some reason there's a d- delay in their graduation. Mm-hmm. But there is no court-imposed obligation to support so an adult child. There's no court-imposed obligation to commit to college expenses or other expenses. You know, The, the one most voluntary outcome is health insurance, where mm-hmm. you can continue an adult child until age 26. Many parents voluntarily choose to do that. But that's not contained within the party's divorce decree. That's yeah, a, that's free a family decision. Separate voluntary. And if decision. mom wants to do that, and dad's like, "I'm not paying to, for that deal," then that's that's on mom there, or there, vice versa. There's no legal recourse to get there, right? <laughs> but but to your ultimate point, you know, we do a lot of research and have had a lot of training lately as lawyers and family law professionals about ACEs, adverse childhood experiences. The higher your A score the higher the predictor of future dysfunction as a child. Mm -hmm. One A score relates to parents who are divorcing. You can add another A score if that's a high conflict situation. Add in chemical dependency or 
incarcerations and other things, your ACE scores get through the roof. The higher the ACE score, the higher the likelihood of anxiety, depression, adult-related dysfunction. And we're, we're seeing that quite directly with respect to kids in custody situations really suffering. And there is an absence of good mental health care because it's very, very difficult these days to even find an available therapist. Waiting lists are 90, 120 days before you're even able to get the kids help in that type of context. So it's it's really concerning. So kids listening, mental health field, go into it. Yeah, exactly. I think that's true. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. All right. So Merlin Meinerts, M-E-I-N-E-R-T-S, law.com. Family law attorney, if you've got a situation that you want to discuss, please go on that website and uh, I'm sure there's a capture form there that they can fill out some contact information, reach out to you. Indeed. And yep. uh, just have a consultation there, Kelvin. Walk through a little bit, uh, if you would, how do you figure out income and spousal maintenance with kids and without kids? How much time do we have? Yeah, exactly. Two minutes and 35 minutes. Two minutes, 35 seconds. Well, the easiest people are W-2 wage earners, right, who have a fixed salary, a fixed hourly rate. It is your income based on that uh, calculation. Then we the next layer of people who also have discretionary fluctuating income in the form of discretionary bonuses, commissions, etc. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that's an important consideration. Bonus commission income is part of of your income structure, but of those professions, real estate and otherwise, where there's mm-hmm. a great variability, right. it's important to take an, a long term look at an average as opposed to just considering one peak year or one valley year. The most challenging is with self-employed people right? Uh, where there is either an under-reporting of available income because of cash under the table, et cetera, or an over-reporting of expenses uh, because personal expenses are disguised as business-related expenses. Hmm. So those are all challenges and important things that need to be considered. A really important reason to use someone like yourself to go through that because that's the piece sure. where you... It's probably get is really that with, complicated. What about right? spousal maintenance, though? That That's true with child support. How about spousal maintenance? When does that come into play? Or is that just a, not even a thing anymore? Well, it's, no, it, it, it's still, it, it is still definitely a thing. It's uh, The statute provides for uh, spousal maintenance in cases where generally a long-term marriage with an older dependent spouse. You know, the, the, the way I would quite quickly identify it is looking at that spouse's need in the form of a budget that must be consistent with the standard of living during the marriage, not extravagantly out of the question or different than what the parties enjoyed together. What's her ability to meet that need through her own resources or his own resources? And these days, spousal maintenance is an equal opportunity uh, question Mm. uh, because both spouses tend to be married generating income. So what is the ability to meet that need? If there's a level of underemployment, it's very difficult in this office environment or this uh, economic environment to argue you can't find a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people are expected to be as self-sufficient as possible. Then the third question is, if there is a shortfall, does the payor spouse have the ability to make up for that difference? Well, then the, the other thing is, I mean, obviously you're splitting two households. The fact you're not going to have two households with that same standard of living. It just Well, it's know. mathematically impossible. Right, right. right. So oftentimes... You know, some judges and others take the approach of income equalization in terms of finding the sweet spot of available income to be shared uh, between the parties so they're both similarly situated. All right. We could talk for another hour here, but mm-hmm. we're out of time. This is good. Real Estate Chalk Talk. We'll be back next week. 
You've been listening to your Real Estate Chalk Talk with the Hitner Group, the leaders of the number one Coldwell Banker Burnett real estate team in Minnesota. If you want to get more when you sell and pay less when you buy, call 612-627-8000 or go online to hitnergroup.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.